All right, clapping us in in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to another question session for Eidolon playtest. I'm so fucking tired. Hi. <laughs> I usually try not to record Eidolon shit right after I get off of work, but, you know, it happens sometimes. It does. <laughs> uh, I would much say the anyway, way, you have to watch Saturday Twin shifts. Yeah, yeah. What was that about watching Twin Peaks? Mark? I said much in the way you have to do this after watching, uh, come home from work and record after watching Twin Peaks. Yeah, but I get off work early on Wednesdays. I can like take a nap. That's I fair. Relax. This I I got home and immediately jumped on a microphone. Oh, Me and no. Ashley do that must every week. So, yeah, it must be so hard for you. <laughs> I edited six hours of goddamn audio last week, and I don't want to fucking hear it. <laughs> I'm just saying the. Uh, Recordings for the finale were not particularly conveniently timed for me. That's well, true. I apologize for that. They were difficult to sequence. Oh, yeah, no, no. Ten- In fairness, not really your fault. 12 people is hard to schedule. Yeah. 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 It'd be, ex- it'd be nigh impossible for that to work out in a way where everyone is 100% pleased with how everything has gone down. Yeah. I don't know what y'all are I talking mean- about. I got Fridays off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am Must also fine. Nice. <laughs> we made you know it. What, Lexi, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, agreed. <laughs> Molly and I are thriving. Listen, it was it was twice as convenient this year as it was last year because we did all four episodes in a single weekend last year. Yeah, no, Nightmare. that was hell. Who? Yeah, yeah. that idea. That We're was hell for everybody. Uh, this year we did two episodes one weekend, two episodes the following weekend. Also. I have to do two episodes uh, per weekend all the fucking time on this show when one of you fuckers wants to take a week off. <laughs> then we gotta do a makeup session during the other show's recording week. This is really great content for the listeners. <laughs> Just airing out all our grievances here. Yeah, it's so inconvenient. <laughs> we hate making this show. <laughs> I love making this show. It gives me stuff to compose. I do uh, love making this show. Yeah, I also love making this uh, show. Yesterday, I just banged out a Eidolon Spice theme. Hell yeah. Yeah, Fabi linked it to me, but I haven't listened to it yet. You know, actually, yeah. that's not true. Sorry. I started on Wednesday, and I finished it yesterday. I would have believed you either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad. you know, for your integrity and making sure we have a consistent timeline. <laughs> it's very important to me. <laughs> so we got a, apparently a shitload of questions, huh? We have a shitload of questions. Before we dive into those, do any of y'all have any, like, general thoughts you want to, you know, get out of the way first? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I have one. Very mm. important. Yeah. Chili the Fox. Chili the Fox. So oh, true. Damn, yeah. Queen. Uh, I miss playing Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rip to that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing people don't tell you about, like, finishing something that you've been doing for two years. Yeah. Leaves you a little sad, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah, a little uh-huh. bit. I am glad I got to correct the mistake that Kingdom Hearts made and have Shion be the one who gets to continue existing. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Sora. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Sora, and Data Sora. Damn. I mean, Data Sora also eats shit in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I don't know, know how about I feel Data about Sora. Coded. Yeah. Yeah. Incorrectly. That's how. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's coded as simply the best Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I've heard you say that. 
I was going to say Fabi agrees with me, but given the recent playlist episodes, I'm not sure that strengthens my case. Yeah, it's not, not going to help you with me at the very least. I don't know if there are any Christina specific questions, but now might be a good time to reveal what my initial plan for that was, which currently oh, sure. only you, Luke, know about. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not even sure I remember what you're referring to, but so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the initial plan back when I had... Uh, message Luke about uh, doing an AU where Christina Lightning was the protagonist was that uh, Christina would not was not going to be the one who continued on. It would have been Chris Lightning and they would have ended up like just being non-binary. Oh, sure. Because uh, at the time that I came up with that plan, uh, my gender was still kind of up in the air. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all sorting through things. Yeah, uh, and then around my birthday, um, which got when did? Because my birthday was September six. When did we re- start recording the, the college Oof. AU? God, don't God, even ask you're, that. You're I asking some, possibly some questions. Uh, I should. I'm pretty Hold sure on, I have it saved somewhere. Oh yeah, I, I can take calendar. a look at my files. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you could look at the date they got made. Uh, if you also just, like, look at when that episode was released, we could probably figure it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. so episode... Th- we started at episode 34? That was 34, yes. 34, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was... Uh, August 14th is uh, when we recorded Yeah, Rock August 14th. Um, <coughs> yeah, and then, like, the, the, the finale of that arc was uh, September 18th. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, about two weeks... Uh, after uh, a little less than two weeks after my birthday, uh, I kind of just made the decision to have Christina be the one who persisted because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just feeling stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, yeah. The, the uh, great thing about an actual play is like planning's great. Having stuff coming to the, you know, recording with some plans. Great. Mm-hmm. But you can fucking make a left turn at the very last second, and it's oh yeah, perfectly fine. Because we're all making this shit up as we go. <laughs> yeah, no, we talked about this a lot uh, on the pop postmortem that like most plans were made like two weeks in advance at most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Totally. That's uh, <laughs> that, that, that's definitely true for all of us. <laughs> Listen, it's not the only way to do things. I'm just saying, like, if you get a feeling in the moment that, oh, hey, I oh, want to go this way with it. Yeah. I wasn't planning on having my character from the uh, from the Petaverse carry through past that. Like, yeah. Stay behind. And then kind of the way that episode went, it would have felt really weird to be like, well, uh, bye. I guess we'll stay here. Yeah, it didn't yeah. really make sense to do that, even though that's what we wanted to do. God, uh-huh. we so wanted to do that. <laughs> uh, I listeners not- may have noticed we had too many guys this season. Mm. We had a lot of guys. Had a lot. Of we guys. had a lot of guys. It was. Uh, I would. For me personally, it was too many guys. Yeah. Molly, for Molly and myself. <laughs> We had too many guys. We had a large quantity of guys. I will not. Me and Luke literally try. argued about this on Totally Reprise like three days ago. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we were yelling at each other about how long the finale was because of how many guys we had. Oh, sure. Maxie and I, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, we no, I could have stayed. I could have stood to play a couple more guys, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I made my one guy, and I and I and I cherish her deeply. I mean, I, I at no point intended to turn the pediverse into a, like an untenable situation for Valerie to live in. You just very frequently decided, well, this is. This is too bad an enemy. I'm just gonna. Uh, no, thank you. Not gonna fight this one. Hit the bricks. I'm hitting to, the bricks on this one, baby. Now, to be fair, the main enemy was Michael Valentine, so. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I went into that episode fully expecting you were just going to simply fight him at the museum and beat him. Well, you know. Well, you know. Best laid plans. Yep. Luke, if there's one thing about how I play Eidolon at this point, you should realize it's that I love to give my characters really useful powers and then not use them. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this girl, she can, like, punch things real good, but she doesn't like to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, shall we get into the listener questions? Yeah, sure, we can start getting into these. Um, the, some of these questions will be repeats from last week because people asked questions to the whole group and i'm now asking them to the other half of the whole group so yep. i don't know whatever this one comes in from bella uh what was it like choosing your main season two characters uh more so the alt of season one characters but all of them overall so this one probably goes more for the pop folks because y'all didn't exactly have mains until like your like original character sort of resurfaced yeah not mean. really oh that's yeah. true <laughs> yeah henry yeah yeah no i had a main no, oh, you! Uh, sorry, Chili the Fox. That was yeah. Lexi. Did not hear who was speaking correctly. Yes, Chili the Fox. I, but also, yeah, again, <laughs> that's your original season one character, so I don't know if yeah. much went into choosing, you know, uh, what kind of character will I be this week? Ah, the same one as before. Why, I mean, if, <laughs> if, given, if given the choice, why would I ever not want to be Chili the Fox? <laughs> that is true. I mean, I can get into the whole concept for Henry. Yeah. Uh, so in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 8. Uh, okay. No, no, continue. <laughs> uh, there's a character who is essentially a fusion of that universe's version of two characters from Part 4. And yeah, I was pretty much just like, what if I did that for my Killerverse character? Right. He, what if he's just Henry and Harvey, but... The other way around. From yeah, the so way you did it backwards. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Hey, listen. Again, super yeah. interesting concept, super interesting character. I think it was a great decision. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. No, no, I, I had a lot of fun with them. But yeah, like, honestly, with the Killerverse initially, it was, like, honestly, before we ever got to the season one finale, my original idea for it was to do it as, um... Way back in episode five, you know, uh, uh, Jack Stern offered to just make all of y'all killers. And uh, I, I kind of assumed you were going to reject that, but I had plans in mind for if you didn't. And so the original idea was just instead of a full reset where everybody's like swap roles, it would just be a version of the universe where you took that deal and became killers. Uh, and then when it came time to actually do that, I yeah, we just went for like a deeper reset of the timeline instead of resetting it there. Um, and I was, you know, it's fun to see bad guy versions of good guys is the thing. It is. Uh, my main concept was how do I make this like as upsetting as possible? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Hell yes. 
and then and then when faced with the prospect of actually having to do that, you uh, chickened out. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I I was actually planning on Killer Chris being a lot friendlier to Chili than he ended up being. You know, Killer Chris was the biggest bastard of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that is part of why I did not go full bastard. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it already. was, oh, there's already people doing this. I was I was already <laughs> hogging the bastard quota. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like the big I don't turning, mind. I do feel like the big turning point for Killer Virginia was when uh, Killer's Chris went psycho mode on her and kind yeah. on uh, Chili and was gonna like, blow yeah. up the PSP. The, yeah, the. The moment where um, Virginia, who I think at that point was just Molly being herself in that moment, was just like, yeah. hey, be nice to her. I feel like that really <laughs> catalyzed something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I did not initially plan for y'all to play as the Jawbreakers. You did. But, this uh, was your fault. I would like to put it, put it on the record that you said, hey, you're going to be the Jawbreakers next week. Yeah. That was your decision. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I take yes. One hundred percent. I just say that wasn't my original plan. Sure. It worked out. Yeah. The thing. No. Is, yeah. I, the thing is, I like how it turned it out great. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> Iris completely reinvented Bartholomew Lightkill. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. No, it was great. But also, like, I I liked all of that because it. Yeah, they're very different characters, but I feel like they also. It is easy to imagine how those are the good guy versions of the the like enemy of the weeks from season one, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, Bert got very differently interpreted this season, but also, I get how if you made Bart evil, he's the neon tiger guy. Yeah. That tracks. Um, you know, he's still very polite. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's just a there's a menace behind it instead of the sincerity. Right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, honestly, if I remember right, it was June in the Discord, we thought, oh, shit, I didn't realize they were gonna play as the killers, I thought they were gonna play as, like, the new Jawbreakers, I was like, fuck, that's also a good idea, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hmm, okay. Oh, God. Because the original idea was you were just... The idea was that there was going to be an episode. So the listeners of- were giving you fucking command prompts, <laughs> like <laughs> Homestuck Act One. <laughs> we talked about this on going to fucking last retrieve week. our like, arms from a chest. If uh, if a listener has a fan theory that I like enough, I will just use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I will say when you proposed doing that, I fucking hated the idea. So oh, I'm glad it worked out. Me too. I, I was um, not. Super comfortable with just stepping into a character I did not come up with. Well, I'm glad that you rolled with it because it, it turned out very good. Yeah, turns out if you just make it gay, it's a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and yeah, I feel like Bart had more of a personality going into it. Holly and Jenny were pretty blank slates from season one. Yeah, because they didn't interact with anybody at all. They just were kind of menaces. Yeah, like, yeah, Jenny's uh, entire interaction with the crew was a ruse. Like, it was her playing was a, a yeah. part to trick them. The the little bit of characterization of, like, Jenny's real personality we got is that she was just kind of a shithead that likes to cause problems on purpose. Yeah, yeah, she got that one coda where she was kind of just, like, ain't I a stinker? Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. <laughs> and Holly's was really just, I'm just going to 
make uh, the like, coolest woman in the world. Yeah. I'm just going to glower <laughs> sexily from my motorcycle. That's my entire. going to be a bad. I can work with that. Honest, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the fact that that's Holly's character really makes the Holly Lady Luck connection feel way more obvious in retrospect. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go through some more of these questions from Bella. We got, uh, how'd you all go about choosing your characters that weren't the characters you played in season one? Again, I feel like that one probably applies more to pop. Like, yeah, we largely didn't. We, well, it was largely like, hey, what are some alt versions? Like, what would your characters be in this context instead of the yeah, usual it was, one? Yeah, yeah. We're just kind of riffing on variants of our existing characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like a small pool and we just kind of like, well, these are the obvious choices. Let's divvy them up. Right. Uh, is there anything you really wanted to do but never got the chance to pull off? Yeah, I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I'd been able to pull off a really cool everything fades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. Plus, you were off the infiltrator for a lot of the. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. There's a part. There's a part of me, oh, man. I kept going back and forth because I knew I had wanted to multi. I knew I wanted a multi-class cyber angel once. Uh, Christina got her identities fully melded together. Um, right. But I just could not decide what I wanted the multi-class to be, and I eventually settled on um, uh, Virtuoso and uh, Vanguard. But there is a part of me that wishes I had gone with Virtuoso <laughs> Infiltrator. <laughs> That'd be a great combo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did anyone else have a thing they were like, ah, I wish I'd gotten around to this? I mean, I had like four or five crashes for Stoker that had to be cut for time. <laughs> yeah, you wrote a lot of crashes for the Stoker fight. Listen, I just wanted to be prepared. I get it. <laughs> Honestly, for the most part, I just, Chili is a character that just kind of rolls with stuff. I didn't really plan a whole lot for the most part. Sure, sure. Did, did you have anything, Molly? No, I, no. It was, I, by the end, I got everything I wanted. Yeah, that's that's reasonable. Like the one thing I would have enjoyed doing that just was never really a realistic thing we're gonna have time for was uh, some more detective antics. But like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. A, that was a cameo character that was never really gonna be able to take front stage in the one episode she really appeared in. So right, right, yeah, just not. It's one of those things so where you come you- up with a good idea and just for a like a one-off thing that you're probably never gonna use again. It's just like. Man, there's so much potential on this. Yeah. I think you're not in the the Giants game, right? I don't think so. I honestly don't remember what I'm signed up for. Just that that one will have detective antics. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk later. (laughs) Uh, Lexi is not signed up for Giants. It's currently me, Iris, Zoe, and Fabby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we'll talk. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, what was your favorite version of your old characters? Uh, assuming it has to be the new versions of them. Yes. Yeah, no? I would say okay. so. Like, let's assume that. Yeah, the the one that's the the long running one is. Yeah, you know, of course. Yeah. Probably college. Yeah. 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 I like Killers Virginia a lot. Don't get me wrong, but uh, College Virginia is a dipshit. I love her. <laughs> Same chili answer really, for me. College Chili is really just chili, but more baby. So it'd feel like kind of cheap yeah. to even pick her. Um, sure. I following up on my previous thing, uh, Detective Valerie Danger Masters. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I feel oh, like, I didn't even... Ginny's up there. The, yeah. uh, the initial pitch of her is what gave, like, gave Luke the idea of having me cameo in an episode of Pop, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I'm torn between Professor Godlove and Henry, just because, like, it's fun to play a guy who's kind of a piece of shit sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. I could have I could have absolutely spent a couple more episodes with Professor Godlove. Yeah. Look, Listen, there's... there's a reason that the Dracula epilogue ended up going so long, because I hadn't gotten to play that piece of shit in a while, and it was fun. Also, there's a reason why Ty set up that same dynamic for you in Pop Season 1. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's fun to be a bastard. Uh, let's see. What was your favorite uh, pop cameo character? I feel like there's an obvious answer to this, but maybe someone's got a different one. Oh, it's, for- e- it's either Senator Bayer or uh, Lore. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I think it's got to be Senator. Yeah, no, it uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, it has fucking to yeah. be. That, so that whole fucking funny. bit just fucking destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Yeah, Fabi me. just found a real good bit, and she <laughs> she did it exactly right. I did oh, really like anyone Quincy, else. though. Yeah, I was going to say, Governor Quincy would be my number two. Yeah. yeah. Quincy close second, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say um, Senator Bear is like a single really good idea executed on perfectly, whereas yeah. Quincy was a bunch of really funny ideas executed, you know, one after the other. Like he was just, Ty just kept throwing stuff at us and I loved yeah. that. Quincy just had incredible I'm not touching you energy that was yes. very fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. If you got to choose any other members of the Dead Pharaoh to play in the Killerverse, who would they have been and what would their eidolons become? God. Oh. If you had to have even more guys, what would they be? The problem Are there even the problem- any guys left to pick? Yeah, the problem I ran into was like, who else among the Dead Pharaoh is there? There's like there's Flodon. Yeah, there's Mr. Brightside, but honestly, I don't think any of us would no, be comfortable no. playing Mr. No Brightside. Play yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like Jack Stern, I guess. I guess. I, I guess that stand? might actually listed, that might have been kind of fun. I listed Jack Stern as one of the ones I wanted. Uh, yeah, I would have done a veteran navigator, original Eidolon I can see for miles, a veteran <laughs> Eidolon Trick of the Light. Great. Nice. And then my other choice would have been uh, William Rose with the Infiltrator Eidolon Terribly Terrible Air. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was William Rose. I don't know Will. what Will's actual last name is. I just oh, 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 right. Yes, of course. Will, yes. I probably would have gone with uh, the Road to Nowhere guy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Who <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, I don't I think we ever gave, gave that guy a name. name. Yeah. <laughs> There must be a name for him in the GM notes, but God knows if I remember it. Uh, His name is got hit by a fucking plane. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit, but I actually came up with an idea for a, um, idea for Chili as a member of the dead Pharaoh. Yeah. Um, with the Eidolon mother's little helper, which, um, (laughs) basically, um, I guess compels people to uh, want to help, want to like help her, want to make her happy, want to please her. So she just runs this entire little network of toadies that go out and do various odd jobs and bring her information. And great, yeah, she just kind of sits. Um, she's used to just kind of sitting there and just collecting information, but like obviously for something like this, she'd have to be getting her hands dirty, her paws dirty herself. Yeah. 
But yeah, just, very- a, just like a queen of information and like control through, you know, knowledge and pulling strings. That is mm. delightful. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. I honestly, I'm trying to think if I had to squeeze in one other like uh, rock antagonist and like give them more character depth i think my go-to would be the road runner yeah i was also thinking oh, the distance yeah <laughs> that would have been a fun one to like make more of a character out of what's up with that bird <laughs> what's up with that bird so i don't feel up. like it's personally, best i personally love that it, that bird was just a weird thing we ran into and then killed yeah <laughs> no sure yes i'm just i agree i'm not like Oh, we really blew it by not exploring the depth of the road runner. But also, like, I just think that doing on? so could have been entertaining. Yeah. In the uh, in the like teen mystery novel series, I brainstormed for a high school rock setting. Yeah, there would be an episode where um, Chili and Human Guys is competing in a track uh, <laughs> match, and one of the rival schools is uh, like their. Uh-huh. Their uh, main starter, whoever, is the roadrunner in disguise. It would be like a uh-huh, chicken uh-huh. boo sort of situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, uh-huh. It would be obvious to us, <laughs> but no one would. Else. It's a human right. man. What are you talking about? It's really skinny. <laughs> Great. Uh, i got a question for me. Favorite player improvisation moment? God, I'm trying to think of a good one for Rock Season 2. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> 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 Listen, a lot of the best moments in rock we kind of like either scripted or pre-planned. So I'm trying to think of one that just like threw me off, like you know, off my guard. Um, because like all the yeah, all my favorite rock stuff is stuff that yeah we talked about in advance. Uh, shit, I'm blanking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably something funny happened in the Neutral Milk Hotel episode with Lady Luck. That was a good time. Uh, When I said that, uh, I can't believe they brought back Oklahoma. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like there has to have been a few like little moments, little moments that caught you off guard. But those are also no. There absolutely are. I just remember everyone on command. I do remember everyone in the Skype call just. Not knowing what the fuck to do when I started talking about True Milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, True Milk <laughs> and fucking Bart Poggers. That's the oh, yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Bart, Bart from Poggers line. Yeah. Are you my little Pog champ? <laughs> well, no, worse yet, that wasn't Bart. That was, that was Bart's memories in Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris. Right. Chris? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, because he said it to Jenny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, what encounters did I have the most fun planning? Honestly, the the casino heist. That was just a blast. That was, uh, was good. Fun. Yeah, like everybody having a, like a job to do and just like coming up with ways to like bring in weird bit players like the helicopter pilot to get like a fight that they didn't get to do. The whole helicopter saga was so fucking stupid. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I really appreciated the appearance of Will and the fact that everyone just fucking clowned on him the whole time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Chili recognizing him and just fucking kicking him in the face as she ran past was very satisfying. Beautiful. I- I'm pretty sure this is uh, uh, in the GM notes, but here's a free one for people that aren't $3 subscribers. Will's power, if he had not been knocked out that entire fucking time, was take on me. 
And it was a flip of how his season one power worked, where instead of taking away your organs, he could transplant his organs into you anywhere in your body he wanted them to go. Oh, right. Yeah, that was, like, was ah, horrible. Sorry, buddy, you have got a kidney in your skull now. That's no good. Ah, uh, you're yeah, a, that was a gross. horrible person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did I give you take on me? I don't remember. Maybe. I yeah, that might. Did, yeah. I think the name came from somebody else, and then I... Because, right, I was trying to think of a good, like, flip of Take Me yeah, Out. I think I gave you the name. I think I gave you the names for all of the uh, Jawbreakers. Uh, I definitely brainstormed with you, yeah. yeah but I, I think I fed I might have had Electric Version? No, I gave you Electric Version. <laughs> electric version. Ah, you definitely yeah. gave me Love Me Dead. Yeah, I gave you Love Me Dead, and, tick, and tick, I boom. gave you Tick, Tick, Boom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's let's go on to another email here from Becky. Uh, I have one for everyone. So, all right, so we covered this one last time. This came in before the uh, the finale, so it was partially covered in the finale. But uh, I have one for everyone since we saw Lord Kickback and Teoth James. What would everyone else's be? Uh, Teoth and Lady Luck versions, which exist in the Infinite House stack. <laughs> so yeah, we saw a Teoth of everybody. Yeah. But uh, do you, you got any ideas for Lady Luck versions of your characters? Oh, boy. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck a Christina Lady Luck would look like. Yeah. I I referenced a Lady Lightning in the epilogue, yeah. but... You also referenced Lady Gossip. Lady Gossip for uh, Chili, yeah. yeah. Lady- Which I do just like the idea of Chili the Fox in a little evening gown. Yeah, I think here's la- the thing. I don't think... <laughs> Uh, Lady Luck version of Chili the Fox would be that different. I think she'd just be less prone to, like, I think she'd just be more, um, aloof. Right. Lady Lightning would be extremely into gotcha games. Every time she'd appear, she'd be in a different (laughs) seasonal outfit. Uh uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Now hear me out. I know that we already saw what Lady Luck Harvey would be like. But I did just think of one for uh, Sabrina. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The landlady. (laughs) 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 I have a great timeshare. Are you you guys going to start paying rent on this universe anytime soon? Because you've just kind of been living here on my dime. Great. Fantastic. Uh, let's see here. This email comes in from either Mary or Marie. I don't know which, and I'm sorry. Uh, hey, everyone. Thanks so much for the absurd yet profound story you've all made. Hirohiko Araki would be proud and confused and probably proud that you confused him the way he confuses his readers. And like Araki, you've also introduced me to a bunch of awesome music I hadn't heard of, especially Iris, who does not miss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and help me appreciate great stuff I dismissed in the past. Here's a question for everyone. If you had to pick an idol on from the show to have IRL, which would it be? Uh, for wild cards or, you know, presidents, you have to pick one form. Uh, and lastly, Maxie, are there any more Easter eggs in the soundtrack you'd like to let us know about? Uh, we all know about the Ultimate Showdown riff, but, uh, and I've heard Wonderwall and Toxic. I know you have more secrets. Thanks so much. I wish you all the best and eagerly await hearing some 2.0 gameplay. Oh, I'd definitely pick Ar- Arcadia Girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like an Ar- easy win. Yeah. <laughs> Arcadia Girl is... Such an obvious pick that it feels like cheating, but, you know. <laughs> I I feel like Gimme Shelter would be really practical, and, like, I feel like I'm smart yeah. enough to actually 
use it better than Ruby could. <laughs> Gimme Shelter, Gimme Shelter is really just the uh, the analog version of Arcadia Girl. But yes. I did give Henry an Eidolon that lets him turn into a vampire and an Eidolon that just lets him make shit cool. That's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I, Midnight Show would just be good because you just cast magic spells. I mean, it's easy. Yeah. You get everything. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, similarly, yeah. like, I think Dreams is the obvious choice. Like, that, I, I it's a very open-ended power. Yeah, weirdly, by the end of Season 2, when you were all very leveled up, you all basically had an Eidolon that let you do whatever you wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Season 2, especially as we were getting towards the end, became very narrative, like, game-wise. Yeah, like, totally. We were, I mean, we were definitely still playing the game, but, like, a lot of the big moments were hinging on, like, things that we wanted to happen for the story. So, yes, it yeah. kind of makes sense that we got to a point where our powers just kind of let us help those story beats happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't absolutely. know what you're talking about. I just kept the same one the whole time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Max, are there any other little tidbits in the in the soundtrack you want to tell people about? What's the Wonderwall riff? I don't remember that one. Uh, I think that is... I want to say that's either in the rock version of Alexis's theme or the S2 version of Alexis's theme. Okay. There's like a... Uh-huh. In there. Um, yeah, huh. I'll have to go back and re-listen to that. So yeah, Alexis's season one theme also has like a pitch down, distorted look at this photograph near the beginning. Yep. Uh, Agent Lorenzen's theme, EGGMIB, has a riff from EGGMAN as a parallel to Anna Borba having a ghost pumpkin soup. <laughs> uh, right. And the ending to Strix's theme in the House of Athena, uh, the bass line is based off of the vocals from Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Okay. I figured okay. he was owed some. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and then let's see. <laughs> the pop season two tension theme, LD fifty, has a bit of brightest morning star at about the one minute three second mark. Uh, and the nice. rock season two tension theme samples double vision at fifty seconds in. And Good the Lord. last <laughs> one I could remember was that during the bit of everything will be all right where other people's voices are just starting to fade in uh, i think uh-huh. at like 419 there are a couple of bars of uh calm Zusertod on the piano <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh i was genuinely surprised nobody commented on that yeah i got to go i can listen oh. to I, that. I only threw that in because i was listening to it while i was thinking about everything was will be all right and i'm like are these the same key exactly the same key oh okay i don't know what you just said (laughs) it's a song from like the end of evangelion yeah end of evangelion yeah (laughs) damn (laughs) i think that's everything but i might be forgetting something i love playtest is generally an exercise in referencing things lexi hates (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty true Uh, there's also, um, in, uh, Chaos Theory, the big, long, like, final battle song from season two, you put in, uh, part of it has the melody for a song that I commissioned for you for a campaign I ran a few years back, kind of like five years back at this point, that was like 2017, 
uh, for um, our friend Ashley's character, who was a bard, yep. and you wrote a song in character right. as her. I thought I thought it would be nice to uh, have that in there. Yeah, a little, a little bit of full circle, just for us. Oh, pizza party. Oh, pizza party. It was a good time. Great time. And let us here. God, I was such a fucking different person back when pizza party. <laughs> right? Was it yeah, we, we all were. <laughs> Uh, next email is in from Abby. Uh, hello, I have two questions for both Pop and Rock. One, is there any scene joke moment you wanted to include but couldn't? We kind of covered that one, I think. Um, let's see. If you were the GM, this actually, isn't really applicable to... Actually, there oh, is one joke that I think I've referenced yeah. several times in different places, but there was uh-huh. never a way to fit it in because it's so fucking stupid. Um, What's that? I really wanted Chili to at some point come into possession of some baby back ribs. oh that would have been good yeah yeah oh well yeah uh i was was almost perfect everyone (laughs) similarly there was never a good place to include this and also uh i would have gotten yelled at if i made you play even more characters but i did really want to do a scene that was just all four of you were ruby (laughs) (laughs) oh lord uh, no, I had something that I did miss out on, which is, oh. uh, Luke, when you first started discussing the plans for the finale with us, uh, well, uh-huh. not immediately at first, but, you know, before we recorded the last two episodes, you asked us what we thought Teoth versions of our characters would be like. Uh-huh. And I gave you this, uh, I gave this elaborate description of specifically a Teoth Lisa, because I couldn't imagine a post-transition Harvey that reached the depths of despair. I was talking about, uh-huh. yeah, I think she'd be either, either like stabbing the world with countless spears or shading yeah. off bits of it with a pocket knife. And, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, and you just sort of forgot all that. I did completely forget. Oh, wow. Listen, I'm, oh, wow. I'm going to put you on blast a little bit more. You did apparently sort of leave Harvey out of the notes for that section entirely because when we were recording you did skip to Quentin at first well no I had him in the notes I just skipped a line in my notes I see yeah 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 no it it, it was in the notes Yeah, I do think it may have been for the best though because my plan for Teoth was like pretty dark for an already grim episode you know I would say we got plenty of darkness in the finale yeah all told absolutely we got to have, we got to have some rough times in there. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you were the GM, so this question's not really for me. Uh, what universes would you have included? I personally would have done a high school AU. Yeah, I think um, we've talked about it one at one point. Yeah, yeah, we. Did. I mean, we basically did pick our own AUs. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with y'all. That's I basically thing. approach each of you and so like, hey. What kind of AU do you want your character to have? We also we also were the ones who picked the uh, pop cameo universes, so... Yeah, yeah, you all had a pretty big amount of control over what AU showed up. Because, yeah, so, yeah, with the pop cameos, I was just like, hey, whatever character you want to do, the whole point is that there's literally everything out here, so whatever sounds fun to you, go for it. Yeah, the only other AU I could think of that we didn't discuss that that I would have found pretty fun would be like a high fantasy swords and sorcery au Mm -hmm. i'm always down for this hell yeah 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 i uh (laughs) before we started the season at all i did have an idea of like 
an AU that was just a stupid Christopher Nolan parody, but there was no way to actually like make that work. Oh god, I, I think I remember be, you mentioning that. Hmm. It was just going to be all the NPCs talked like fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Inception. Listen, it's one of those ideas that's died. really great to think about, but would have been a nightmare to yes. actually Well, and also, a, a lot of how you would convey that parody would be visually, yep. which you can't do in an audio yeah. medium. <laughs> so when I'm picturing it in my head, it's very funny, but I have no way to translate that into radio. Yeah. Uh, you could fuck up with the uh, audio mixing a bit and make the... <laughs> Music way too loud. We have just have constant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. This email is from Lucas. Uh, what was the process for deciding that each of the original Jawbreakers universes would be like? Was there a lot of planning off air? Did everyone pitch an idea that Luke had to roll with? Uh, we kind of touched on that just a minute ago. Um, yeah, I kind of just asked Molly and Iris, like, "Hey, what 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 do you want to do?" <laughs> I think uh, you came up with the idea for me. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Right, yes, 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 I pitched you on it. I think you had technically, like, sort of floated it as a half joke, and then I, like, held on to that for several months and came on, hey, you remember that thing you joked about? Let's do it for real. Yeah, I yeah. think it was, I think I made that joke during season one. Yeah, I, rem- yeah, I remember yeah. mentioning in the Discord, like, hey, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, like, we did an AU where everyone but Chili was a beast? Yes. And then Molly was like, I've got a screenshot for you, Iris. <laughs> yeah, and once we started talking about that too, like I, I mean, really, for most of most of the AU planning stuff we did, like once we started coming up with the ideas, everyone kind of jumped in with ideas because yeah, one of the things we right. we kind of shot for with um Virginia's in particular because of the nature of like her hiding out there or whatever is opening it on Valerie instead and almost doing a bit of a fake out at first. Yeah, kind of yeah. making trying to make it seem like Valerie was the main character here and not really giving folks much of an idea of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I think it worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's still wild to me that when we started the Killerverse, you didn't know whose universe it was. Because I. Yeah, I, I had a list about five different people it might have been. In retrospect, it feels like you totally teed it up. Yeah. I. I in, until several episodes into the season, I had like. Five different people who it could have been. There was a, there was a universe in which it turns out that was Ruby's universe. <laughs> Man, Weird. that's that's really sad for Ruby. <laughs> I don't see how it could be my perfect universe if I don't have multiple women all over me at any given time. <laughs> Val, the onion just, ring guy, he knows what he's fucking doing. Just Ruby being think- that one character from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> I think the justification there uh, at the time was that. Ruby made a universe where she got all the cool henchmen. <laughs> Damn, iced. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the entire pitch for the original crew is they were pathetic. Right. Yeah. Fuck up dumbasses. Right, so she got all the killers as her henchmen, which would have enabled her to, like, overthrow the dead pharaoh or whatever. But then, you know, things went in a different direction, and that's not how the story ended up going. Uh, I think it was going to be Martin's universe at one point. I think Jack Stern might have been on that list. Who doesn't even show up in that stretch of the show. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Did he even show up in season two? No, we really just no. fucking... No, he gone. shows up once in season two during the college universe. Oh, he runs the shitty uh, pizza yeah, place you hang right. out at. But yeah, yeah but no, like, 
I remember season one ended with like a coda featuring Ruby and Jack. Yeah. Yes. And then that's the last we heard of either of those versions of those characters. <laughs> because I had like a whole running subplot in the codas about what Ruby was up to and I needed to put a button yeah. on it because yep. it never ended up oh, yeah. no, no, no. intersecting with the main plot. I get it. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 The thing about creating a serial narrative is that sometimes shit just sort of gets dropped. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. When we were saying this last week, um, I feel like, all things considered, we did a pretty good job of catching all the balls that got tossed in the air. Yeah, all caught enough of them that I don't think you notice the ones that dropped unless you're looking for them. Yeah, just don't, just don't look under the sofa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, as always, I've... I've got the perfect deflection because uh, any plot holes or unresolved uh, narratives, that's just me being true to the source material of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> so true. We did wrap up the time loop way better than. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. This one is from Brian. Uh, how long in advance did you have the shape of the finale arc planned and how much of this did the players know was coming? Uh, Michael's Nest of Realities, The Infinite Chaos, The City of Dreams, etc. Was all that something you came up with together earlier in the season, or were the ideas Luke pitched to the group? How authored were some of those final episodes, and how much was improv? Did anything go differently than expected? We talked about this in the pop one already, but I figured, you know, we can get y'all's perspective on it also. Yeah, I didn't know shit until, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the the week, the week or two before we started recording them. Yeah. Uh, Luke was messaging me about it. We We yeah. talked through a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, we kind of went through this uh, on Pop. The, my usual process was pitching you on ideas. If you liked them well enough, I would pitch them to uh, either everybody or to the rock group and then take whatever like feedback they gave me and then pitch it to the pop group. Yeah. yeah the-, <laughs> the pop group was... <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, you know, hey. not actually mad, but a little like, oh, I see. The rock people get uh, get first uh, dibs on <laughs> listen, all the new info. I, listen, I get it. we saw how season one went. They can't be trusted with your Yeah, they ideas. can't be trusted with this kind of information. <laughs> I, I just want to say, speaking of pitching stuff to us beforehand, Luke, did, last week, did you all discuss your original yes. plan for the finale? I went through my original plan for the finale. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. How much hey, did they yell at you? killed us. Listen, Luke said it. I would have killed him. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would have helped. I am very happy with the finale we have. I also believe that the version that I pitched would have also made a good ending. You're wrong. No, I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, we'll never know. Uh, this I, is I this also... is not the prisoner, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also did not, you know, know about most of the finale stuff in advance. Once it actually started. Like getting planned once we had a shape yeah. of it, uh, I did figure out what I wanted to do with the city of dreams in advance. I pre-wrote some stuff, uh, fleshed it out a lot once the whole nested reality thing was made clear. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I talked about this too. Like the the nested reality thing was an idea I had pretty early on in the season, but I was really waffling on whether I actually wanted to commit to it just because the like metaphysics and cosmology of season two was already pretty like complicated and I didn't know if I wanted to add another layer of complication onto it and then I decided yeah of course I do well, <laughs> I'm me honestly in a way it makes it less complicated because 
Right. Once you introduce the idea of, well, the universe keeps iterating on these same ideas, then it kind of stop the the details of it kind of stop mattering because this is just yeah. one of countless different combinations of things that have happened already. So like right. these particular details aren't that important. They're just another iteration. Yeah. And the big like idea behind it was that uh fucking love the Michael Valentine arc in season one, but it also did feel like Michael was such a like creepy villain and had such like deep ties to Virginia's backstory and stuff that it felt like there needed to be a little bit more exploration of that conflict, uh, which meant I needed to bring him back in some way. And it is a way to try to expand him as a villain. I was like, the idea of the Nesta reality thing is that to an extent, everybody kind of has Virginia's deal going on and it's more personalized with her, but he made everybody and he's a creep like that to everybody, you know? Anyway, not you, um, only did I not know anything about what was hap- going to happen with the uh, finale stuff, um, I was straight up discussing ideas for the like reveal portion of that episode with Molly, who did know, and she was just <laughs> fucking laughing to herself the whole time as I just like fucking teed myself up for the fucking twist. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I also... I did have to make a Teoth Valerie instead of a Teoth Chili because when I was playing it, you were just like, well, I simply just don't think Chili would ever become a Teoth. It's like, well, okay. Well, I'll do Valerie then. Yeah. I was... Um, uncorruptible. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew so little that I did not realize that uh, when Luke asked us to create um, pop season one versions of our uh, rock characters that Christina yeah. would be almost immediately... <laughs> deleted yeah that was on um, luke <laughs> that one was on me because i remembered halfway through that recording that i was supposed to have barred around for that <laughs> oh see I, I, I thought the part you that you forgot about was that see i thought you like uh you were gonna do the swap earlier and that's what you had forgotten about <laughs> no 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 i just was going to have bart there from the start oh, and forgot yeah, okay. yeah honestly pitching it as Pop versions of the Jawbreakers was almost entirely just wrong. <laughs> we didn't have Virginia, we didn't have Chili, and we weren't supposed to have Christina. Yeah. Now, to now to be fair though, you already extremely did do pop versions of the Jawbreakers. It was the Christina Lightning version. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That yeah. is true. Um, <laughs> if if we were better Luke, friends, <laughs> Luke originally pitched Virginia as uh, Lady Luck, or Lady Luck being a previous Virginia, and I yeah. thought it would be more fun if this was the first Virginia. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we went with that, and then that led into uh, that me led into the Holly and Jenny making yeah Lady Luck into a Holly, which again like one of those amazing last minute things that like just fucking slots in perfectly when you look back on it. Yeah, it was the 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 pattern of thought that led to that was. Um, I was remembering we had a conversation back when you first started playing as Jenny, Lexi, and uh, you made her power that she can turn her emotions into dead bodies. And I was like, "Mm, okay, that's kind of similar to what Ron Wee's power is, that he turns his emotions into bullets. That's fine. We can do that. I'm not saying there has to be a connection between the two of them, but, you know, we should think about whether we can make one later. And then while I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, we never did do that. Uh, It's a shame we didn't get any kind of, like, deeper, like... Uh, parallels with Jenny. Hey, wait a second. I can think of someone she's got way more of a parallel with, and it's the main <laughs> villain. 
Yeah. And then, oh, hey, mm, it's not as dead on of a fit, but you could kind of no, do can... Lady Luck as Holly. Yeah. Oh, shit. And then the gambler could be Bart. Oh, man, I'm a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that happened. <laughs> all, because, uh, all because in, like, episode, like, four of Rock, Molly and I were just like, hey, are Jenny and Holly, like, a thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was your favorite alternate universe that appeared during the season? I honestly oh, just really uh, like the killer verse. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I did enjoy uh the Christina college universe, and it would have been nice to spend more time there, but also I love a fucked up Star Trek Mirror universe. <laughs> well the thing about the killer verse is that crimes are cool yeah. crimes are so fucking cool I do have a lot of fun though thinking about the Buffy ass college hijinks yeah, that for, went yeah. on before yeah. the end of that arc yeah for, for me my favorite is the college one yeah the college one was fun because that is way closer to what I thought pop season one was going to be like before we got into pop season one <laughs> Yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, basically, the Christina Lightning stuff would have been every other episode of Pop, and then the alternates would be them in the undertow with the estate, and then that just kind of isn't how things shaped up. <laughs> so no. it was fun to get ba- go back and, like, yeah, yeah, this is what I was had in mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just get uh, the, the world in which, like, that was an entire season, and, like, we got the episode where it was just, like... I mean, I wrote down some ideas for fucking storylines in there. Chili has a test that she has to take, despite nobody knowing she's taking classes. <laughs> we could have had a baseball episode. Could have, I mean, we kind of had, had a baseball, baseball episode. episode. God damn it. We kind of did have a baseball episode in, in the killer verse. It's true. With the batting cages. That, that's not that a baseball not a episode. episode. <laughs> that was, a, that that was, was an episode a baseball that had Henry baseballs in them. But yeah. there was none of the drama of a game playing out during the session. Well, we're doing a whole baseball tournament miniseries That's later true. this year. That, that so. is true, yeah. Uh, let's see. Question for me about Rock. Okay, so this is a really stupid question and one that hasn't even really isn't even really about season two. But why were all the neckbreaker eidolons named after Modest Mouse songs? Is there a joke I'm missing here? This has been plaguing me for literal months. Uh... Just every breaker had a different uh, band. All their shit was named after. So the neck breakers were Modest Mouse. The uh, leg breakers were Franz Ferdinand, even though we ever saw Will. Uh, if we had seen other leg breakers, they would have different Franz Ferdinand songs. Um, the jaw breakers were a grab bag because they're shitty street criminals and they don't get like a cool theme. <laughs> what, were the did the other jaw breakers the ones that we like got the idol on from? Did they have a theme? No, they didn't. They're unthemed. Uh, the Their theme was elite beat agents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heartbreakers have REM songs. Uh, Stand was the only heartbreaker we saw. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on one of them. Obviously, you're thinking of like the actual. Songs. No, you're thinking of the actual Dead Pharaoh, which was um, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the, every boss in the Dead Pharaoh has a Rolling Stones song, yeah. regardless of like what or like what sell they're a boss of so like that's why ruby has who were the who are the talking heads ones oh talking heads was uh backbreakers okay that's what i was trying to think of yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh so yeah that that's what the thing was there it's just a, a silly theme and thing 
let's see. Where next on this list? We got from a different Abby. We've got God, what a finale. I can't really put into words what this show has meant to me, the friends I've made and grown closer to because of it, and how much it's inspired me to push and involve my art. I have one question for Maxie, one for Molly, Lexi, Iris, and Luke together, and one for everyone. Maxie, what was the hardest song to make for the show? Was there any song you started in one way and ended in another? There definitely was, but I can't (laughs) fucking remember what. I feel like in general, I have gradually made your life harder and harder the more music I've commissioned from you. Yes, but like season also- one, I was like, I'm just grateful to get any music. Whatever you want to make is good with me. And I've gotten way nitpickier as time's gone on. Listen, yes, but also you're going to be paying me 50% more starting now, so. Ah, shit, um, no. <laughs> I feel, I mean, just in terms of, like, how much I had to put together... Uh, that'd be chaos plus theory because I, I was very smart. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do something cool and include motifs from every player, from every main player character, and then oh, like god. I, two movements into that, I'm like, oh god, what have I done to myself? <laughs> to be fair, I did request that. <laughs> oh my god, what yeah. has Luke done to me this time? Then, <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. really, you can you can trace this back real far, like. <laughs> The 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 final fight theme or whatever that uses everyone's leap motifs. I mean, fucking what ha- what big like ensemble casting hasn't done that? Right, that's true. Right. You had to have it. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, I'll tell you what. I think my life is going to get harder when season three comes around because I have already started <laughs> on composing stuff for that and. Luke, I don't believe you've told everybody what season three is going to be. No, we will be announcing that at the end of this episode. Uh, it is a genre that is a bit less intuitive to me, and a genre that <laughs> I would is say it's two genres that are less intuitive to you. No, there's one that's not intuitive to me at all, and one that's like, okay, oh. yeah, I kind of get how this works. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of back and forth between us of like. Okay, what even makes a song this genre of song? Because we need to figure that out so these sound right. Okay, one of those I think I could answer pretty clearly, but... Uh-huh. I mean, listen, yeah. do you want to just... I can just say them and I can get into it. Uh, let, let's let's save it. Let's save it. We gotta, we gotta you know, have the suspense. All right. We gotta maintain we gotta, the We magic. gotta force people to listen through to the end of this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Molly, Alexi, Iris, Luke, uh, when did you decide on the Holly, Jenny, Bart twist with Lady Luck, Tayoff, and the Gambler? Because I don't need to tell you how much that's been on my mind. Yeah, no, again, that was, um... any of that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no input whatsoever. <laughs> no. Luke told me yeah, what was like... happening with that character, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe a month before that episode came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it was, was like it was like a week and a half before we recorded or something. I yeah. inadvertently contributed by making her kind of a goth. <laughs> yep. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I touched on this in pop, but the original idea for Lady Luck and Teoth was going to be the big reveal with them. Instead of them being like former humans that became gods, it was that they were human like metaphysical constructs, kind of like the angels. That even though they both saw themselves as, like, ancient gods that, you know, predated everything, they were really, they are human conceptions of what ancient gods would be like. 
and they kind of only exist in the terms that people understand them in. And, like, all the fucking shit about them, like, tormenting other planets and stuff, like, that just didn't happen. Like, maybe there's probably living things on other planets, but Lady Luck's never seen them. That that thing where you come into being with memories already, even though you didn't exist before that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, a very, like, um... Fucking, like, American Gods kind of yeah. idea, you know? Yeah. Always a, always uh, a fan yeah. of that. The manifestation of an idea taking physical form. Right. Becoming yeah. sort of human-like and kind of backfilling some of that personality. You heard yeah, it here first. Lady definitely. Luck does not give a shit about aliens. <laughs> that, I, I, can, I can tell you that's true. <laughs> Fuck them aliens. As Lady Luck Molly can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then a question for everyone. Uh, was there a direction you originally intended to take a character that ended up going a different way? Uh, we talked about Killer Virginia being a nastier person. Yeah, she was supposed to be way worse. Yeah. Yeah, we, I talked about... Although I would say that her being uh, friendly with Michael is about as bad as it gets, so... <laughs> I do remember us having conversations about how, like... <laughs> Intellectually, you wanted her to be the kind of person that would call Michael daddy, but you couldn't make yourself yeah, do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Um, uh, one thing, uh, that I was thinking about, uh, before, this was even before, um, Luke had sort of told us, like, um, that our killers characters would have been killers from the start, and we need to have, like, killer-themed, we need to follow the same killer-themed song choices as, mm-hmm. uh, the other assassins, but I was already thinking of making a much darker, more depressed, kind of asshole-ish Chris for season two, uh, who had the idol on Destroya, uh, <laughs> because I really like My Chemical Romance songs, which I finally got yeah. to do with Kit. Uh, but I was that was initially going to be my MCR reference uh, in season two. I never did figure out what that idol on power was going to be, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> My MCR reference lives over on Do Not Steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anyone else have anything in that direction? Chili came out of my head fully formed and has stayed the course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's baby. She is baby. It's Gotta true. love her. Um, I'm going to be honest. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, was Did you have like a direction you were going to take a character that ended up going a different way? No, I I pretty much yeah. figured out what my characters were doing and executed perfectly. <laughs> yeah, again, you are you are the most <laughs> you are the most like forward planning person on the show by I'm far. Gonna, yeah, I'm, and I'm gonna I have characters planned out for the next six years. You sure do. <laughs> yeah, because you're a fucking moron. We're going I'm to such a dipshit. <laughs> this show is going to collapse before you get through all the characters you've planned. You don't know that. <laughs> I Listen, I'd love if I had to be wrong. <laughs> listen, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a uh, folder on my uh, in my documents that's just character ideas that I've never played. Like, sometimes yeah. you just think of a guy you want to make. Sure, but Maxi is specifically coming up with guys with regards to the extremely tentative plans we've talked about for seasons four and five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I refuse to plan that far out ahead. Yeah. Season three is the most I've got. 
not even a matter of choice for me. I am incapable of thinking about those. <laughs> yeah, I could could not possibly. Here's here's the thing, Luke. You said at you said like months ago. Yeah, at some point I might like to do uh, idle on VGM and idle on EDM. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to start immediately thinking of every video game song that would be good for an idle on. <laughs> yeah, don't even know for sure if that's gonna be what they end up being called. <laughs> actually, it's oh, fine, Max. You'll figure that it out. That does anyway. actually remind me of an I random idea I had that would have been fun to um, pull out for one of the uh, AUs that just never came up, which is um, oh yeah, to be maybe the most well. No, I was the most my bullshit on the show actually, but very close to that. Yeah, um, to have an idolon called uh, Braveheart after the uh, Digimon song. And have an oh, Eidolon uh-huh. that specifically powers up other people's Eidolons. Oh, that's good. That would have been fun. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what Dreams does. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a question that we didn't get to on Pop because uh, it was because we managed our time poorly. <laughs> uh-huh. This comes in from Erica and it says, uh, hello, Poppers and Rockers. I got a couple questions for you. Uh, one, which character do you think got Teoth pilled the most often in the universal cycle? I, my gut says Alexis. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like it. I feel like Alexis makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, sure. I don't think it's the point. most, but I imagine Chris and Christina get Teoth pilled pretty frequently. They're they're pretty sad. Oh yeah, no, they're yeah. yeah, I, figured, yeah. yeah. Of the PCs, I figured either Christina or Ursula. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Ursula yeah, makes Ursula, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Too. Ursula's a good choice Ursula, too. Yeah. My like gut is to kind of push back on the question and just say law of large numbers. It averages yeah. out to everybody, gets it about the same. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but that's not know. a funny answer to that question. Thanks. Right, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I still maintain that Chili is immune. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She uh, she is Chili the damn fox. <laughs> Uh, number two, do you think Aaron Tanner slash float on slash the bubble lady would have made a good luck spirit? What would have been her tay off? Uh, Aaron Tanner cares. Aaron Tanner cares about exactly one thing on this goddamn earth, and it's a good burger. So and she her and I are tay off would spirits. just be a burger. God, I love that woman. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> she, she uh, is, I wish I had a burger lunch, right bro. now. She's built like a brick shit house. She knows how to fly helicopters and she fucking loves cheeseburgers. That is the entirety of her character. And I refuse to add more to no, it. No, she's perfect. Queen. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty much all you need. Uh, no, her tath would be like that uh, Burger King burger with like the black bun. <laughs> <laughs> First, there was the angry whopper. Now, there's the despair whopper. <laughs> No, I refuse to. I refuse to give in to despair. Have it your way, <laughs> Luke. Would you say she loves the burger, but also she is the burger? Hmm. I assume you're making a reference that I don't know. Oh, damn it! I thought you would have gotten that one. I don't. What get is the? It's a Droffy reference. Oh, it's been a while since I've ah. followed Droffy. Uh, let's see. This email comes in from Gail. Hello, my first question has three parts and applies to either campaign's players. Uh, what were your primary inspirations for your character's Eidolon abilities? What about the song after which uh, they were named said to you, this Eidolon can do this? Was it more about making a good fit for the character or more about having an ability with interesting mechanical implications? Uh, um, 
I mean, for me... Go ahead, Iris. Oh, yeah, go. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the one I had the hardest time with was Mary, actually. Um, it's because I couldn't figure out what the... F- Can't imagine why. <laughs> It's yeah. Like, what the what the fuck power would Mary have? Um, right. And I knew I wanted it to be goth, but I didn't want it to be like too goth. Uh, so I ended up going with. I almost picked Evanescence. I'll be honest with you. I that would have been that would have worked. I yeah. almost did. Um, I would have. I would have been happy. A, a lot of the ones I, I looked at, I just couldn't think of a... If she... The, the version of Mary that is more uh, obsessed with coffee instead of milk is definitely Evanescence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think a, a Mary who is a more active character, I think, would be more Evanescence. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't think of, a, like, a, an Evanescence song to choose that would, like, really fit for her being a little more of a, of a passive sort of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ended up going with My Dark Disquiet uh, because I, I like the title of that song and it, and it hit the right sort of vibe I was going for, but I had the hardest time figuring out a power for it. Like it took me, it took me several hours, and usually I'm able, I'm able to come up with something fairly quickly. And what what I helped me eventually stumble on what the power was 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 when I asked myself what might cause someone to have a dark disquiet. And the answer was always being able to know the weight of history. (laughs) (laughs) So true. And that's where I figured out the power from. Well, that also like fits well with the whole communist daughter thing. You know, she's she's a materialist. I've also got stuff for Christina because that went through some changes, but I'll let other people talk first. Okay. Lexi, you could go ahead. Yeah, um, for me, it pretty much universally was me trying to think of a song I like that would have some, you know, potential, I guess, and then kind of working from there to figure out how to actually make it work. Yeah. Like, for Chili, I had fucking no idea what, like, her actual powers were going to be until shortly before we actually recorded, I think. Like, it just kind of hit me one night of, like, it all kind of just came in one. Like, I thought of the song... Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it would be a great Eidolon song, Little Lies. And then just was thinking about the song a little bit. and like, oh, yeah, no, no, that makes perfect sense. Like, trickster fox kind of thing. Like, she's, she was a wild animal. She's good at, like, manipulating people to get what she wants, et cetera, et cetera. And it just kind of formed from there. Um, for other characters, it was pretty much a, a, more of an opportunity for me to try and shove in songs that I like into the playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, oh. go ahead, Maxie. You first. Okay. Um, famously, I didn't figure out shit until basically we were doing creation. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I knew I wanted to use only the good die young, uh, because I think it's very funny when a power has a very long name. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even especially one that doesn't really make sense in terms of like a thing it could do. Um, right. but the, the whole stained glass thing worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I came up with like all of the things it does as I rolled those in like on the show. You can hear me fumble every yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why once you had a full set of nine, you're like, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing any more. That's it. 
I already thought of a glass sword. I'm not thinking of a different glass tool. <laughs> yeah, but it's so fucking sick. That's not true. One time I did do the laser pointer. Yeah. You did do the laser yeah. pointer. That's true. So for season one, my process for creating Harvey was like, I think a virtuoso was would be fun. Maybe I'll make him like a dirtbag pro gamer or pinball guy. And then I saw the move recall and I'm like, could just make his idol on a pinball. Uh, yeah. So he was, he was just like, the guy with the projectile, again, going to JoJo's, like, I was definitely thinking of, like, Mista and Whole Horse and so on. Um, I right. picked the name Here It Goes Again just because I like OK Go, and it felt like the closest fit. Uh, for Carry Me Home slash Cream and Bastards Rise, which is Henry's Eidolon, I knew I wanted to do Harvey Danger songs, just, you know, because he's Harvey Danger, but not. Um, the individual forms I chose based on, like, what might you fight in a Castlevania game? If you'll probably, you know, maybe you'll see a headless horseman there. Maybe you'll see a big knight guy. Maybe you'll see a giant bat. No uh, orb of corpses. No orb of corpses. I didn't put Legion in there. I did have a couple ideas that never showed up. Also, Cool James in my head originally was just like, what if Henry was Alucard? And I was like, eh, I'll change it up a bit from that. Uh, but then I won't let you down. It being a centaur that was sort of comprised of a bunch of other Harvey stands was actually an idea that I originally had for uh, basically Cream and Bastards' final form, which was going to be Sad Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Uh, <laughs> that ended up not happening. So I was like, I'll just use that for I won't let you down. Yeah. Maxi, yeah. I'm sorry. You did refer to them as stands, and now I must remove you from the show permanently. Ooh. No! Yep. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you you simply have to maintain our brand image. Uh, forgive me, please. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess the soundtrack for season three is just going to be it's dead. Romantic trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> All, all instruments, romantic trumpet, no equalization. <laughs> Get fucked. Damn. <laughs> uh, our next oh, question uh, comes I in. Was, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about uh, Chris and Christina's stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for Iron Spy, like, I had picked Infiltrator before I had picked the song because. Uh, I just like the sneaky classes, and that was one of the ones that was still available while we were uh, divvying them up. Uh, and then when I kind of came down and choose the song, I wanted to pick a song from a band I really liked, but I but wasn't like um, super known because I kind of like introducing people to, to bands they might not have heard of. So I picked Iron Spy uh, from Splashdown, uh, and. That worked out really well. the the trickiest The yeah. trickiest part for me was actually like, I I knew from the start that it was gonna meld into metal as its as the first part of its um ability. But the lightning thing took a while for me to figure out. Uh, just figure out what it what it would attack with. Um, I just knew I didn't want it to like attack with, uh, steel or metal or something because that felt a little too. I don't know, physical and violent for how Chris was in season one. So I wanted to go with something mm. that was a little more abstract in the violence that it did. Uh, and lightning just fit well 
with what I was going for and also just happened to fit well with Chris's themes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then for Christina, God, I went through like three other songs before I landed on Arcadia Girl. Um, I was initially going to choose another Splashdown song, but the only one that really stuck out to me as one that would work well for an Eidolon was A Charming Spell. And, Virg- and uh, Virginia had already sort of taken magic. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, so I didn't want to have too much overlap. Uh, so then I started looking at Bandmade, and I had a couple ideas from there. The first one was actually Take Me Higher, um, which was going to be a virtuoso, uh, and she was going to have a spear that she was so good with it that she could uh, basically um, tunnel through space. Uh, then I, I sort of nixed that idea cause I didn't really want it to be a weapon. I wanted to like have a parallel with the PSP. So I was like, okay, what if it's a Vita? And from there I started thinking about what if I make the song manners? Uh, and I had, this is where like the kernel of Arcadia girl starts to come in. Cause originally it was going to be, uh, Christina could use the Vita in a similar fashion as like the judges worked in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance where she could like say a rule that everyone had to follow. Oh, geez. Okay. But I couldn't find a way to make that balanced in a... The problem is that like it's a very... It's not a very active power, and it is more right. likely to cut off fun avenues than it is to open them up. So it's I couldn't a, find a. It strikes me as a very, um, like villain power, not just in the yeah. in the nature of yeah. what it does, like the the morals of it, but just in the way it creates, um, like obstacles. yeah, obstacles or like rules for engagement in a way that fits like narratively setting up stakes more than it does addressing them yeah it it was a good idea for like an npc power but i just couldn't figure out a way to make it work as a pc power in a way that would be fun for everyone so i nixed well and it's like all the most fun things you could do with that power are things that it wouldn't make sense to do as a player character yeah exactly like the the goals of a player character would incentivize you to use that power in less fun ways yeah uh, so I nixed that idea, but I like the idea of having it based around like playing a tactics game. So that's how Arcadia Girl uh, came to be. I, gotcha. uh, I can't remember when I thought up Cyber Angel. I think it was as I was going through picking my powers for Arcadia Girl and remembering that um, that Forge of the Heart was a thing that existed for Virtuoso. Mm-hmm. And thinking like, you know, Iron Spy is still, still technically in there somewhere. It'd be real funny if I used Forge of the Heart and just combined Iron Spy yeah. with Arcadia Girl, and that made a whole new thing. And that's where uh-huh. Cyber Angel came from. <laughs> yeah. I was proud of myself in that moment for realizing that if you pluck all the, like, flesh off a leaf so you just have the stem, it kind of looks like a little antenna, and that fits into the Cyber Angel tech aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a good way to turn uh, Cosmic Autumn Rebellion into part of Cyber Angel. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm so stupid. My My Chemical Romance reference is literally in the college arc. I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking dumb. I forgot what song I used. I'm st- ugh, don't look at me. <laughs> I just Kits was one easy. More, one more. <laughs> he, th- oh yeah, sorry. I oh no, it's okay. I was gonna say Kits was easy. He, I, it's just Sly Cooper. <laughs> like, yeah, just steals things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one other thing I have to say about picking songs and idolons and whatnot is um, Molly and I riffing on the college versions of Holly and Jenny and um, talking about the the eternal um, lot of Jenny Calbert, which is getting her into situations because she's following a hot redhead around. And uh-huh. um, I made a joke referencing uh, the song Sparks by Takanashi Kiara. And was like, hey, wait a minute. What if that was Holly's Eidolon? And Molly was into that idea. And then I was like, you know, I did briefly consider this song by Calliope Mori. And, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So then we, uh, we, we just made our shipbait characters uh, two of the biggest shipbait characters in Hololive. But like from the opposite like the opposite dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And yes. Show them a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are we too nerdy for your JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and Persona based uh, <laughs> tabletop game? RPG yeah. system. Uh huh. <laughs> we all three, thus three, just went full anime in <laughs> in Rock Season Two. Didn't yeah. Listen, we? I make I make yeah. no apologies. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, all right, next question comes in from Grief Ninja. Uh, we've seen a variety of vans over the course of this wonderful show. Uh, Josh's and the many Alexis's, but what terrible van murals do, think that, do you think they have on the side? Uh, ah, I should have gotten to this question on Pop. I feel bad I didn't, because most of these are for Alexis's. And, you know. Yeah, I already Josh's described Bart giving the vans he's driving, like, air br- uh, airbrushed with, sorry, spray-painted wizards or whatever. <laughs> But I think we yes. also established that uh, Josh does not care for wizards. Yeah, so that's why he was so distraught when he came back outside and saw that the band had been painted with a wizard. <laughs> what? Right, right. Against his will. I'm telling yeah. you, put cows on there. <laughs> oh, Everybody God. loves cows. Make it look like a yeah, fucking like loves cows. Ben and Jerry's truck. That would that would be a decent <laughs> compromise between Bart and Josh's interests. Uh-huh. Yeah, True. absolutely. There you Bart's go. A good, Bart, Bart's obviously a fan of livestock. Yeah. <laughs> Chili the Fox paints very beautiful but incomprehensible murals on vans. <laughs> they represent the they remember, represent the psyche of a fox. Right. Did we talk was it on the show our whole dumb bit about how Josh doesn't respect wizards, or was that in our Discord? That might have been in the oh, Discord. I can't remember. Josh just thinks the wizards are stuck up jackasses that think they know everything. Yeah. And he doesn't respect them. Which is funny. Makes sense. He and Alexis. Which is funny because the typical dynamic in like fantasy stuff between wizards and sorcerers is sorcerers are just born with it. They have magic in their blood. They're fucking aristocrats. Whereas wizards are anyone can become a wizard. You just have to study a bunch. Like that's the hard work taking the power for yourself class. I think Josh thinks the sorcerers less as aristocrats and more as like cool X Men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that man. His favorite X Men <laughs> Storm or something like. <laughs> probably, sure. Which like if Let's if she yes. is fair, Storm is rad, but you know. 
I'm just saying, you know what? That's just, you know, you got a cool thing you're born with. He's not going to begrudge you that. He is going to begrudge you from fucking sitting around, you know, stroking your beard, thinking you're, you know, some fucking smart just guy. You ponder an orb all Yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you ponder my dick? No. Josh would never say no, that. No, Josh would not say that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you know, never you, you haven't known Josh's whole King life. Might. <laughs> King might say that. King might say that. You're right. King might say that. It never ended up happening just because there's a lot of shit going on. Uh, speaking of balls that got dropped, yeah, there was definitely going to be a point where, like, King, you know, is basically Josh's Eidolon that he separated from himself because he didn't, like, trust himself with his full power and, like, in a version where we had more time to ruminate on, like, oh, there's a flower blooming in his universe again, whatever, he would have, like, reabsorbed King and been like, yeah, I, I don't need, like, I don't need to put all my power into this shitty little weasel anymore. I can, I can accept it back into myself but again. And who would Kit Aww. have an ongoing rivalry with? Yeah. <laughs> that only <laughs> King recognized as a rivalry. <laughs> right. The thing about... King is Josh might not need to keep some of his power separate from himself anymore, but he does have need of a funny little guy. He does have need of a funny little guy. That's why like King jumps on his shoulders anytime he goes sicko mode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. Sarah's got some questions in here. Uh Luke, how far back was Tath being a Jenny? Oh, we covered that one already. Uh actually, you know what? I'm sorry, Sarah, we covered all your questions already. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we got a lot of questions. There was bound to be some overlap. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. That one is not for Rock. We're actually getting through most of these. We're just about done. We, we're making way better time than Pop did. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let me just skim this one before I read it to confirm that it's new questions. I mean, we could spend 20 minutes in a piss hole if you'd like us to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will not. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pixel's a question for the Rock Crew. If you had to have an arcade game emblematic of your season one character, which one would it be? Imagine Pinball isn't an arcade game, Maxi. Uh, my no. answer for this was Time Crisis. Uh, uh-huh. Because it's it's a game where, like, you, you hide from the enemies, and then you eventually, like, sure. you peek up and then and then shoot them with, like, a light yeah, bullet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... I think I think Chris both really likes light gun games, and also it just happens to fit uh, what his tactics often were. Uh huh. Uh, Chili's would be Pac- Miss Pac-Man because uh, her instinctive desire is food. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah, put a little. Uh, yeah, put a little I got with DDR because that's Pac-Man. a controller Chili can use. <laughs> uh. Harvey's would be the king of fighters because Terry just kind of has Harvey vibes, you know? Uh-huh. I feel like they'd get along really well. Sure. Yeah, you could just put sure. Harvey in king of fighters and like no one would bat an eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Molly, did you have one for Virginia? I don't have a good answer. I'm not super familiar here's, with arcade here's games. Here's the thing. That's here's fair. the thing. Just biting from Maxie's answer and doing uh, fighting games again, Guilty Gear, because she's a valentine. That's she is true. a valentine. <laughs> uh, Alright, this next email comes in from Gray. Uh, <laughs> mostly this is for pop folks, but 
And this one's kind of also a pop question, but we didn't answer it last week, so I'm answering it now. If uh, Kenneth the Onion Ring guy got sucked into the Michael house and became the next universe's Lady Luck, what would his name as a god be? I'm going to go with Lord Grease. Yeah, it's yep. Grease. <sighs> or if you want, if I wanted, if I really wanted to actually make it like thematic and interesting, it'd be Lord Tears. Because like onions. Oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. <laughs> I don't want to think about him. I don't. What, the, what doesn't anyone like me? I'm a cool guy. No. I just like onions. If, if it was mozzarella sticks, I might have a bit more respect for you, but. <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this one comes in from Aaron. Uh, hey, all. As I said to the pop crew, congrats to everyone on a stellar job. Well done. My questions for the Rock Q&A are, uh, for me, uh, what's the story beat from this arc that you thought would go in a completely different direction from how it did? I'm trying to think. We pretty much went according to plan for me. As a, I um, feel like a uh, lot of what we did was stuff that we kind of discussed before going into it, which helps. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you guys were in on the ground floor of a lot of the, like, moment-to-moment planning more than, than Pop was. What were you going to say, Molly? I was going to say that, like, a lot of the outcomes of the Virginia stuff went different than we thought it would, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like I talked about, uh, I did not plan for y'all to play the Jawbreakers at first. Um, I didn't have hard plans going in, but the basic idea... Oh, I'll tell you something I thought was going to go differently. The original idea for the season was... Three of you were killers, and then Chili was stranded alone with nobody that was, like, her friend or on her side other than Flamingo Chris in the PSP. And it was going to be... <laughs> I was just going to have a lot more of, like, Chili sad and alone wandering the city while you all were uh, just bastarding it up. <laughs> okay. And, like, until Chili had to, like... I was not really expecting you all to make friends with Chili the Fox as quick as you did. Well, I mean, I didn't. <laughs> That's true, you didn't. I, I, <laughs> Sorry for not leaving our fourth player on the street. <laughs> yeah, um, one, I think it would have been a lot more challenging to do a good story arc when it's splitting the focus between one player and the other three players. Well, I was also going to have Iris play Flamingo Sure, Chris. but even so, like having... Like, having all of it be split like that, I feel like would have been a lot harder yeah. to make it feel like a cohesive episode. But also... That's fair. The way it played out of the killers realizing that Chili's approximate knowledge of their world could be helpful to them, I feel like was a really... Oh, yeah. I feel like that immediately made sense, and it immediately added an interesting dimension to oh, yeah, yeah. the interactions. Yeah, to be clear, I'm not complaining it didn't go that way. I'm just saying I had different ideas sure, in mind sure. originally. I had a lot of images of, like, Chili scrounging through Best Buy dumpsters trying to find charging cables for the PSP. It would have been nice to explore um, Chili's origins as, you know, just an animal living on the street a little bit in the, yeah. in the show. Yeah. Uh, as always, my plans were sadder and more depressing than what ended up <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... That be the main one. Uh, question for the players. How easy or difficult was it for you to switch characters so frequently this arc? I know the answer to this yeah, one. Yeah, I think we've uh, all made any- it pretty clear how we feel. It's not that, like, it's hard to do. I just... It's more tiring. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I will say 
I enjoyed the conceit of it a lot. I do think we started to hit a critical mass near the end. We've talked about it, like the um, the Stadium Arcadium raid. I don't even know if it was too... Well, I, listen, it was a lot of fucking characters. I, I've mentioned this in the Discord. If I ran that session again, I would not cross-cut between the fights, because that was too much mental effort on everybody's part, including mine, to remember who was in which scene. Yeah, and just remembering yeah. what you were doing and where you were building up to, like, that was... Yeah, I, I like I, like we were talking about the the pop cameos in those were great. I had some great times playing that. I feel like as a recording session, not exactly the most fun I've had doing this show. It's a thing where <laughs> it started off relatively small, where you all were playing the Jawbreakers, and I sicked you all on killer characters, and it was all PvP fights, and then that went really well, and I was a little worried it might not. So okay, okay. Let's push it a little further. Let's do the casino heist with everybody, like, playing multiple characters in multiple teams. That went really well. Holy shit, that went great. Let's push it a little further, then. <laughs> Let's see how this prison, uh, this jail scene works, where everybody's in adjacent jail cells in different groups. Right, but it didn't, like... Things. <laughs> That's the same this, amount of guys, Luke! I understand, but it was more like, oh, you're all pushed together more, it's switching back and forth between scenes faster. It's still working well. Okay, let's just keep ratcheting up. Ah, oh, shit, I hit a point where it doesn't work Luke anymore. Luke is just the moose in <laughs> if you give a moose a muffin. Yeah. God. And I am giving him so many muffins. You have no idea. <laughs> I, I am Luke's Ray. enabler and proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, see, I, I didn't find it difficult at all to switch between characters. Um, the, the thing that... Uh, the downside that I saw was that um, with how many characters we had, it did mean that some of them got a shorter shrift than I would have liked simply because they weren't as important to the plot. Like, I never really did get a good chance to. I don't know. I, I feel I really like Kit. He doesn't get a ton yeah. to do after the animal shelter arc, despite being in a few scenes after that. Um, right. and I, and I never really found a good way to satisfyingly resolve like big kit, even though like in my mind, he, that does get resolved. Um, <laughs> I just kind of like the idea that kit likes to be tall. <laughs> nah, the kit, kit, kit prefers small. Um, yeah, but also like it, it's kit. Like ultimately he doesn't, really matter so i i had to just right. leave him leave him aside for for the characters who did have yeah. more going on um no so, i definitely yeah. get the, that idea that like yeah more characters means by necessity less spotlight per character it's it's a trade-off for sure and it's why i wouldn't want to do this like every fucking season yeah. like it, it also people will be people will be playing one character per player next season i'll say it, that much. it also did feel weird and and I sort of felt bad about it, even though it it wasn't my fault at all. It wasn't really anyone's uh, fault. But I do feel bad that the college arc ended with Christina shaking her friends with her because like they were important to her, and then they almost right. never interact again. Yeah, that's fair. That's um, fair. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I feel bad I didn't get to do a send off for a couple of those characters, uh, but also I had too much work to do. 
Yeah, and also um, to record a couple of those epilogues. Also, five hours and forty. Yeah, minutes. we we had so. Oh many no, I mean, already. I was gonna be. I was gonna be in a couple of the scenes that were already planned that I just oh, didn't right. get a chance yes, yes, to yes. go to because I was too right. busy. Yeah, right. you were initially gonna be with uh, the Buckaroo one as well. Yeah, Ginny, I was gonna be. Ginny is in that scene, even though she has no speaking lines because you. Yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. Make time I, for the recording. I, oh my god, the last two months of work have been <laughs> just nuts. Yeah. I just can't hold that many ideas in my head at once. Like you'll notice how That's little I used. A lot of my other characters in, like, the Neutral Milk Hotel episodes. Like, I just... Yeah, yeah. I don't have ideas for that many characters, because that's too many different things. I feel like all the Lexi characters got, like, at least one nice little scene in the Neutral Milk Hotel Yeah, but I wasn't, like, doing much with them, you know? I guess so. I I don't know. I did not feel like they were getting the short shrift from you. Uh, Question to players. How easy or difficult... Oh, no, that's the question I just asked you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, this one, I'm very sorry. I'm going to completely ruin your name as I try to say it. Uh, Nientienth? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, for Luke, have you read and or know what happens in the Jorge Joestar spinoff novel? I asked because I noticed a couple possible parallels, like the reveal that the supposed first and second universes were actually part of a much longer series. An infinite house that distorts space-time, a storm made out of thousands of corpses, and was wondering if it was coincidence or inspiration. Uh, that's mostly coincidence. I I kind of know a couple things about Jorge Joestar. I keep meaning to read it and just haven't gotten around to it. It does sound fucking wild. Did not know about the storm of corpses. <laughs> you haven't read that, right, No, Iris? no, no. I, yeah. I, haven't, uh, I haven't read any of the, uh, like, sort of spin-off ones. Yeah, it's. I think that one and Purple Haze Distortion are the two that people really or Purple Haze Feedback, whatever it's called. The one, the one about the fucking angry boy. Yeah, from yeah, Golden I know. Wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then for all players, uh, season two had everyone take multiple characters. Which one was fa- your favorite to play? We kind of covered that, I think. Uh, it was it was Lady Luck. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely hit a point where you kind of forgot Lady Luck was not your character. Wasn't she? Oh, that was I, that. Now, I really enjoy... <laughs> really Listen, I'm not objecting. Henry. I just think it's funny. You went for... You were so nervous about playing Lady Luck for Rock 33, and then by the end of that episode, you're like, no, fuck you. This is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really enjoyed playing Henry, and I still feel that way, but also playing Sabrina and Stoker was really fun. Both yeah. It, was, it yeah. was very apparent how much you enjoyed playing Sabrina. Now, yes. I did especially like playing Sabrina once it became apparent that my girlfriend really likes it when I play Sabrina. <laughs> 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 uh, I had way more fun than I thought I would playing Bart. Yeah, that was another one where it was very clear you are having a good time. Turns out I just like yes. playing a, a dumbass who's nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, this is not to say that like Virginia isn't like so close to being first, but it it's Lady Luck. Yeah, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that yeah, about uh, her. Honestly, also, it would not have been tenable, but in a different like reality where uh the where the structure was different. 
I had a lot of fun playing Lord Christopher Masters the Second. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Pop, would've, cameos were great. Yeah. Would have would have loved playing him some more. Um. But yeah, not the nature of what that was. Well, you know, listen, the pop folks are champing at the bit to do uh like post epilogue side <laughs> stories for the grab bag. So you know. Oh yeah. No. Listen, I have previously <laughs> talked about um like not on mic or anything, but um doing some like detectives diaries of Valerie um, yeah. after that pop app. Just, you know, yeah, figuring yeah, yeah. out you know, there's 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 stuff to fill in there. How'd you meet all those other chilies? Right, right. Uh like I I'll tell y'all what I told them, which is that if you record something and hand it to me for the ten dollar tier, I'll I'll probably upload it. <laughs> I've got I'm I'm not gonna gatekeep you on that very hard. Yeah, maybe some maybe someday we can explore the uh as long as I don't have to do more work, by all means. Yeah, because I mean, those four met up at some point and became friends at some point. We could, there's some, maybe some stuff we yeah. could explore there someday. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, all right, I think this might be the last email we've got to get through. Uh, this is from Tanner. Uh, questions for the rock side. Uh, does the animal-focused city of dreams that Chili helped make have its own name, and what are the animal friends that Chili made there? Hmm. Honestly, I kind of just, I didn't think about it a whole lot. Like, it was kind of a last-minute thing of, oh, yeah, no, that would be a cool thing to do. Like, give yeah. all of the beast characters, a, you know, a place of their own. Uh, animal villages are always mm -hmm. a fun conceit in, like, JRPGs and stuff. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I brought it up to the group, and that's where we got um, Howie having a political campaign there and uh, Kit being the friendly <laughs> neighborhood mechanic. Um, right. I really like the idea of um, college chili occasionally like selling flowers and veggies and stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. Beyond that, I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot. Yeah. It's one of those things I want to exist in the world. Yeah. God, totally. I'm imagining Christina visiting the town and going like, oh my God, chili, you've become heiress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question, if and when Harvey and Christina get married, is Harvey wearing a shirt and is Christina's dress a cosplay? <laughs> I mean, obviously she'd cosplay as Nero Bride. <laughs> I do think Harvey would wear a shirt to his wedding. <laughs> I, I think... Listen. He could just wear a tuxedo coat with no shirt under. No. No, <laughs> he's not doing that. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I don't think Christina is as much a fate head as I am. I think she'd probably go in like Yuna's dress from FF10. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd yeah. make more sense for her. Mm -hmm. uh, and does Virginia ever consider changing her surname to further distance herself from Michael, or is it too much a part of her at this point? Uh, no. I, you know why would you? Um. She's already erased now, him from bitch. the timeline, so yeah, yeah. it's hers now. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, and also, the name Virginia Valentine is simply too sick to give That's up. Real good, yeah, Listen, yeah. Multiple reality chilies have chosen a human name partially based on it. You can't just get rid of that. It's uh -huh. true. Yeah, comic book creators knew what they were doing when they got all alliterative with people's names. <laughs> 
I I uh, have been like self conscious about doing alliteration again for the next one, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think I've decided on it anyway. So whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, I am deliberately. It doing just sounds it. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, when you're creating a character, especially for something like this, mouthfeel is everything. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Questions for both either side. Uh, is there still a light room and dark room? We know that there's still a dark room spewing out mailer daemons in the neighborhood, but in the City of Dreams, is there anything? If not, is there any kind of afterlife equivalent? Uh, the great thing about the City of Dreams is that the answer is yes and no at the same time. <laughs> it's whatever you want. It's whatever you want the answer to be. Anytime an angel or a demon would be created, they just sort of show up on a street corner. Or they come out of a light room or dark room. It can be both. I kind of pictured, like, if the City of Dreams is kind of the universes we all want to make for ourselves. Um, yeah. I kind of pictured it as being a sort of um, mid-era homestuck, death doesn't really mean anything anymore situation. Where, sure. like, there's no reason why you can't just come back if you die. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no longer an Yeah, if that's what you want, for sure, yes. Of that yeah, yeah. stuff. So, like... Um, you're, and, like, if you do die and go on to a new world, that could still be part of the City of Dreams. Totally, yes. Also, basically everyone in the Rock crew is functionally immortal, I think. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I would say basically all of humanity is functionally immortal at this point. Well, yeah, but specifically, Harvey's a vampire. Uh, sure. Virginia is technically a construct. Yeah. And Chili is Chili the Fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Christina's got going on, but I, I'm sure she's just, like, lowering this. her age. I speculated on this. Like, eventually she's going to build herself an android body, right? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or she just lowers her age on her tactics RP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Does everyone know about Eidolons in the city now, or do they still have to wake up in their own world before being able to access their powers and travel through the city? Um, I would lean towards pretty much everyone knows the score, but again thing about the city of dreams is that it's whatever you want it to my, be so my gut feeling is it's kind of a like coming of age sort of thing of like yeah whenever you reach a point in your life where you like become are somewhat self-actualized yourself like you figure something out about right. yourself that's when it manifests yeah, yeah when you're ready totally. yeah yeah uh if you had to use a naming scheme for eidolons other than songs or mythical legendary figures what would you pick Hmm. What's a different naming scheme? We already did TV shows once, so that was pretty we fun. Yeah, TV shows was a fun thing to do. We've um, talked about video games, I think. I, I basically did this with the uh, fucking uh, bad guys in Rock Season 1, where it didn't really fully come to fruition, but <laughs> there was an idea that, like, before it just turned into all killers, there was going to be an idea where there was a different, like, Dead Pharaoh Lieutenant hassling you guys every couple episodes with a gimmick based on a different uh, famous Las Vegas strip casino. <laughs> no, that's not a bad. That's not a bad pitch. Because yeah, Martin was uh, the Luxor. Uh, Frazier was Circus Circus. <sighs> there was definitely going to be like a Caesar's Palace bad oh my guy. Gosh. There's got to be. <laughs> Uh, were there any songs you wanted to turn into an Eidolon, but either didn't get the chance to or couldn't think of a power for? Um, off the top of my head, I wanted to do... I never came up with a good one for Who Can It Be Now by Men at Work. <laughs> sure. 
thinking of killer songs when you were young is an obvious one to go to, but I just couldn't think of a fun power for it other than like, ah, I, I turned still- you all into kids, which is just the most like, you know, I, I can do better than a generic Saturday morning cartoon. You can do better than one that was just in JoJo. <laughs> that was also yeah, like one the, of the worst ones. Yeah, it's the worst episode of yeah, JoJo. To be honest, it's very rare for a like show or comic or whatever to do a they all turned into kids thing that's not tedious. Also, now, I did do that in did Pizza Party, that. and it was it went about as well as it possibly could, and I didn't want to repeat it. And also, you forgot that the character I was playing was like 45 so she did not go back that far. Also true. Uh, I will <laughs> say, Honestly, as Killer Songs funny. go, yeah. As Killer Songs go, I'm still a little disappointed we never got to fight Spaceman. Spaceman could have been a fun one. Yeah. Road to Nowhere. I I thought Road to Nowhere was Spaceman the whole time, and then it was Road to Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Which I guess, like Road to Nowhere, is still a pretty good song. So I'm not like mad about it. But yeah, it's a better song than Spaceman. I don't know about all Fuck that. Fuck off. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know either. There's a city in my mind. Come along and take that I ride. also don't it's know, right. but in a indifference kind of way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to be honest, I'm also surprised that you didn't I pick, mean, pick Spaceman, because you fucking love Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with Killer's songs. <laughs> mm. I, I, mean, I skimmed you- through a list of their songs in Wikipedia. That's what I did. Damn. And I Spaceman didn't jump out to me at the time. It is just a word. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what. I have actually been GMing an unrelated Eidolon campaign, not recorded or anything, oh, shit. in my own time. Uh, uh-huh. I've been having some fun with the names for those. I don't know if uh, y'all want uh, <laughs> any choice picks. Uh, yeah, sure. If you give, give us give us a couple top ones. Uh, let's see. I had one guy who had Invincible, named after the Pat Benatar song, and his whole power uh-huh. was just like, you can't kill him. <coughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did not even give him crashes. I was just like, oh, we can't be killed. Let them figure it out. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Man, there's uh, a lot of I ways gave... that can go bad in the end. Like, you fucking, you fucking bury yeah. an immortal oh, guy absolutely. in cement? Like, that's hell. Yeah. Uh, I gave one character the Eidolon Make Me Feel, which just enhances the pain and injury susceptibility of anybody it touches. It's like a paper cut could cause serious bleeding, that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good song, though. Uh, I had one called Groove Man, which was just the ghost of the concept of the passenger train in North America. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? That's the most. That is maybe the most maxi thing you've ever said. Yeah, it it started out as like an old locomotive, then it became a streetcar and like moved its tracks onto the highway. Uh, after that, it turned into a maglev train, and after that, it became a roller coaster. <laughs> Great. Uh, and I did have an eight-year-old kid with the idol on Santa hates you, which is just <laughs> they don't know it's their idol on. They think it's just the actual Santa Claus. <laughs> Great, and it you, knows you, it. It knows it's their idol on. So you gave them a clay the fighter. I I kind of gave them a clay fighter. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My so I have one that isn't a. I couldn't think of what to do with it. More of a. I 
didn't have a character to use this with. Um, the uh-huh. Calliope Mori song I wanted to make an idol on for is Ijimeko Bully, which um, would have been an idol on... It's kind of like a, a dark twist on Chili's original powers where it can um, basically make... It preys on um, people's like insecurities to ingratiate to let her like her ingratiate herself to you and then like mm-hmm. use your weaknesses against you. Oh sure. Um that'd be the power of a delinquent chili. Yeah, yeah. The thing is the thing is just like I didn't have any characters and didn't want to play any characters that were that like cruel. Uh-huh. But I'm obsessed with that song, so I wanted to find a way to put it in. Just didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, do Tap and Lady Luck still have Eidolons or just vague godly powers? Um, I mean, Lady Luck has a character sheet. She's an Inhuman, but also she can use every move in the Inhuman playbook because she's effectively yeah. level infinity. I, I think the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, kind of both. I mean, at this point, they're basically, <laughs> yeah. like, um, ascended, if you will, Inhumans. Like, they have Eidolons. Yeah. They are Eidolons. Right. They're deep in that uh, fucking undertow bullshit. 100%. And they're just out there causing problems on purpose because they're someone's a, got to. Or shit, they're having a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is going to do it for questions. We got through nice. them all. <laughs> we did it. So that just leaves one last bit of business, which is season three. I think we're going uh, to do another oh, season of this uh, podcast. There was one. Uh, there was a question that I wrote down oh. that I copy pasted from your post that I. It's possible I. I skipped yeah, it one. was. Ah, uh, uh, yes, um, the uh, Henry of Harvey of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> Harvey Tayoff fire. I don't know who. I don't know who asked this, but uh, is there any? Um, oh wait. Uh, if you could only voice one character you've played in the Eidolon anime adaptation, who would it be? Oh, yeah, I, I think I skipped that one because I just assumed that we knew the answer for this group. But yeah, we can go through that one if yeah, you want to. Yeah, so if you could only voice one character you've played in the Eidolon anime adaptation, uh, which would it be? And if you could go back in time and start season one with a different playbook, which would you pick? Uh, I would voice Kit, I think. Um, I love because Kit, Kit voice. Yeah, because I I think that's I think that's probably my my best voice that I put on. Um, uh-huh. It just sounds and, like such a, such a rascal. Yeah, and also Kit's a small enough part where uh, I don't think anyone would would mind if an unprofessional voice actor uh, did it. Whereas I'd want to get sure. someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing for Christina and Bart. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, as for a different playbook, I. I honestly don't think I would choose a different playbook because I love the infiltrator too much. You mentioned Bart. Now I am thinking about the voice I was originally planning to do for him. That was <laughs> very different from how he actually ended up sounding. And like, if you go back to rock eight, you can hear, I do it for like the first line he has. And then I oh drop God, it. I should re-listen to that. Luke, <laughs> Luke you got yeah, the he's had, right now. He had more of like a Muppety voice where, he, he kind of talked like this. Oh, that would fucking kill me. <laughs> oh, like, you yeah. Like, like so if you go back and listen, I'm like, oh, oh excuse me, excuse me. Are you Chris Masters? <clears throat> yeah, hi there. I'm Bart. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Just pulling the ripcord. Like- 
Because I just wanted him to sound weird because that would contrast with him being like a polite murder man. You sound like you were doing an impression of Cleveland. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there's I mean, no way I could have even come close to imitating simply that. Simply no good. So. Yeah, no. I mean, Chili the Fox. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. 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 And I would do Ruby. Yeah, you do seem to have a lot of fun doing her voice. I, I just like putting it on, you know. I can kind of go yeah. exaggerated with it. <laughs> doesn't she's got she's got a very broad but fun to do voice. I like that. And this is not you. This is both of us. Ruby got gradually more and more Brooklyn accenty as the Listen, show went I on. I need one of you to have Ruby say uh, talk about a uh, cat taking a pet, like. <laughs> Takes a pet like no problem. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, we uh, talked I, about this question on Pop. I would, I would do the Mailer Damons. <laughs> I, I guess I would probably do Lady Luck. Yeah, Virginia is just my voice because I didn't, I didn't want to do a voice. Right. Uh, but Lady Luck required it, so. And no, I wouldn't like I Chili the Fox couldn't exist with a different playbook. Uh huh. That's well, you, I guess you could make it a human, but yeah, would have been a different character. Yeah. Um, different playbook? No, I don't think so. I, I, uh, I will next time. I guess we could talk about it, but yeah. I'm not gonna play the wild card again. Right. At least not this time. Yeah. All right. Now there's nothing left to talk about but season three. Yep. <laughs> uh. So. Season three, it's going to be two games, just like uh, seasons one and two were. And they are going to be Eidolon Disco and Eidolon Ska. Uh, with apologies to the person that wrote in and is also in our Discord that has talked about doing their own Eidolon Ska game. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we've had this in the in the chamber for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, I can go back and find tweets where I said in like 2020 that we were going to do Ska someday. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Are we are we revealing the cast? Go ahead, Maxie. How about you fucking apologize to me for making me have to try and compose Ska? <laughs> oh, that's the one you were having trouble with. Like, yeah, I was the, I was thinking you would have had the most trouble with Disco. No, 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 no. No. Listen. Listen. Ska's easy to define in abstract terms like Oh, you, you hit the upbeat, and there's, like, brass, and sometimes, like, an organ. <laughs> but then you actually try to do it, and I just spend the whole time, like, am I doing this right at all? Disco's just like, yeah, no, I, I give it kind of a funky bass line, throw some strings in there, bam. Done. Scott, it's like, okay, so if, if I hit the drum on the upbeat and everything else is, I mean, that works for some real big fish songs, but does it work for this? And every time I just convince myself it sounds like Bubsy music. Listen, maybe <laughs> as long as you've got skank in there, you don't, it doesn't matter. The rest is whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I well, honestly I'm, thought I'm, this uh, would have been skank, harder. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I bet. There's a broad range of ska out there. Sometimes it is just fucking, uh, it sounds like reggae with more guitar, and sometimes it sounds just like punk rock with a little bit of trumpet I mean, in there. First wave, third wave. Yeah. Right. Totally. Uh, are we, are we uh, being... Yeah, because like, first wave ska does not sound like what you think of when you think yeah, of no, ska. First wave ska is what became regga- reggae almost immediately. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are we uh, revealing are we who say is on whose... Yeah, we actually revealed that on Pop. Oh. So Idol on okay. Disco is going to be Iris, uh, Fabi, uh, Ty, and Mike. Is Mike. that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that game is going to be set in 1979 in a small suburban town where uh, the players are a group of high school seniors that are uh, have a mystery-solving after-school club. Uh, and, you know, before they graduate, they really want to find, like, a real honest-to-goodness supernatural mystery to solve. Think very Scooby-Doo here. Uh, I think we said, yeah, they spent their whole summer vacation, like, riding around in one of their vans looking for, uh, supernatural mysteries and coming up short. And they just, they want to find a fucking ghost before they graduate, goddammit. Uh, and then Eidolon Ska is going to have Molly, Lexi, Maxi, Crystal, and uh, Zoe. And that is going to take place in 1999 in the same small suburban town, uh, starring a group of high school seniors that are part of the school's mystery-solving club, who for the past uh, two decades, uh, one of their sort of pet projects has been every year the graduating seniors tried to do a project where they find out what happened to the founders of the club who disappeared under mysterious circumstances shortly before graduation. Ooh. In 1979. In 1979. <laughs> well, I guess technically in 1980 at that point. To be clear, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the way it's going to work, it's going to run for about two years. Uh, just like seasons one and two of Pop Rock did, because really this was all one story. <laughs> Uh, the first half of season three will be the fall semester. The second half will be the spring semester. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time. Um, definitely going for uh, smaller stakes, a like smaller scale, more grounded story, even though there will definitely still be obviously magic guys. What come out of you and do superpowers? You mean you're not going to introduce a big house that controls reality? Most likely not. I'd be surprised yeah. if that came up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, think in the vein of like, again, Scooby Doo, especially Mysteries Inc., uh, like Persona 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. That that's the kind of vibe we're going for here. And I'm pretty excited well, I, about I, it. I, I think can, it'll be I can a good time. I'll you on one of those references. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I know you're a big Persona 4 head. <laughs> I am just very excited. <laughs> I'm just very excited to be playing the Beast this season. I can uh-huh. I can finally be the funny little guy. <laughs> At last. I'm not... You have you have been the funny little guy. Let us not d- diminish Kit's okay. yes, listen. value. Howie. Howie. Oh, yep, nope, sorry. <laughs> Let's not diminish his value by mixing him up with the other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, listen. Me. Let's be honest. Kit and Howie listen. are like they come as a they come as a. Oh pair. yeah, no, they're, they're a unit. They are a comedy duo, a classic yeah. comedy duo. <laughs> but no, listen. I I enjoyed playing Howie, and I was like, damn, I can't wait to play more of this. Oh yeah, no, playing the Beast is great. Way less responsibilities of like a really. Deep and nuanced character, way more just getting to be a little gremlin. 
very excited to play a veteran who is 17 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Molly uh, listen. has maybe come up with the funniest character concept possible, I think. <laughs> listen, uh, like, the veteran as a high school dynamic is... Or, uh, vibe is absolutely a thing like yeah the sense of import and like time skills and stuff in high school is so different from the real world yeah like, yeah a, oh a senior a senior a senior <laughs> who has who had like an early birthday for their class so like they're 18 by the time the semester or the uh you know the school year starts yeah in the first two yeah, months of the year like yeah, no, they are the veterans of high school. Like they have an aura. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's what you have to look forward to in uh I think the character well, I'm going to call them the character creation episodes, but as you can hear, people pretty well got that nailed down eh. already. Um uh, but uh, they will be going up in late September, and then uh, the the season three will start proper in early October. And yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. It's it's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm going to love having to work with. <laughs> it's not even time travel. It's just the fact that one takes place several decades after the other means I'm going to have to keep the timelines very strict in order for it to yeah, make sense. Yeah, like, yeah. The, 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 the thing cons- you didn't really have to do for for rock and pop because basically all of pop happens before rock can't do that anymore (laughs) nope well i mean all of disco happens before ska that is still true but but the core conceit of ska is that we're trying to find out about the events that happen the other ones like they directly impact yeah like (laughs) right the ending of the show still other shows still in progress is going to matter yes. to everything in our season, and that's yeah. my character that's is going to be fucking. partly responsible yeah. for making your character's history. <laughs> yeah, uh, but also like that is going to be a two way street, like Lexi's saying, because if they play a session where they discover a clue, I have to then go figure out how to work that clue into Shit, your timeline. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean, it's it is a horrible job I've cut out for myself, and yet it is the exact kind of horrible job I like to cut out for myself. Listen, Luke, I'm already fucking you by just having to create an entire aspect of the lore for this school around my character, despite playing the beast. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. We're all doing this to him. Yeah, that's. I mean, listen, that's that's the thing of it. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be a good time. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Uh, I mentioned this on Pop last time, but, you know, definitely the, the goal is to try to push this into a very different zone than, uh, Pop Rock filled. Like, kind of just go in the opposite direction in terms of, like, as many things as we possibly can, really, without just, like... I don't want to do the opposite thing for the sake of doing the opposite, but want to find a different voice yeah. for it, you know? Yeah, it's going to be its own thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely not doing the bajillion character thing, although I will be thinking in the back of my head of ways to, like, play with the form of it to give it its own, like, formal voice, but I don't know exactly what form that'll take at this point. Honestly, probably just the fact that it's going to be all in one location, 
and therefore have to have like, and you know, the time aspect means everything's going to have a stricter schedule to it and a more fleshed out, uh, like small scale world is probably going to be the core yeah. of that. I, I Honestly, like, like you're going to have to keep, tr- you're going to have to keep track of your NPCs because some of them that are in the first game will have to show up in the second game. I'm going to have to have like a calendar listing yes. out what happens on what days. Yeah. Like, uh, also, like in terms of like establishing the sense of place, if we're going to be in the same place. There's a lot of opportunity for us to all collectively build on that. Um, yeah. Create a right, whole fucking right. Twin Peaks ass like. Definitely. Um, feel for the town itself, you know. We might finally, uh, might finally, uh, you know, have a game where having ties with NPCs like has a more lasting mechanical impact. One hundred percent. We'll also have downtime mechanics this time around that will encourage you to explore those ties. God willing. God willing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we've gone over two hours. I think we can wrap this up. Uh, thanks, everyone. Yeah. Did not yeah, think this is where we would be after me and Luke made a stupid game. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Did, definitely was not expecting this Patreon to ever crack a thousand fucking dollars yeah, a month. Yeah, good lord. Yeah. Uh, was not expecting it to get to the point where it pays a bill for each of us. <laughs> right. Um, Anna Borba bought us all Elden Ring this month. Anna Borba bought me Elden Ring. <laughs> God bless you, Ms. Borba. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. It's, it's what she would have wanted. <laughs> it's been an honor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm very tired. I mentioned I just got off work before we started this, so let's 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 wrap this up. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. We'll see you next week with World of Assassination, then the miniseries season will start, and then, yeah, Ska and Disco after that. I'm so glad I get to just say Ska and Disco now, and don't yeah, have to too. fucking be like, eh, season three, it's a thing. And yet, and yet, on Twitter, you cannot say it for another two weeks, you fool. Well, yeah. Only one week. Yeah, a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alright, bye oh, well, everybody! Vision. Bye! Chili the Fox. Chili the fox. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chili the freaking fox, fox, baby!